listen, I use Anchor by Spotify to record my podcast because it's the easiest way to record your podcast. It's got everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can easily distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Like one click easy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Self-Help Witch, the podcast for spiritual self-healers who are just generally badasses. We're learning about themselves, learning about astrology, and learning about who they really are. I am Dee Michelle, I'm your host, and this is a special episode because I normally am publishing these on Fridays, but because we have a full moon on February 16th, which is a Wednesday, I wanted to make sure that this made it into the world before that time, and here we are. (laughs) So this is also being recorded via video because we're about to talk about the lunar cycle that we've currently been in. And it's just easier, I think, sometimes to look at the actual chart. So this is available for viewing on my website. I will have the link uh, for the video in the show notes. So you're welcome to stop listening and hop on the website and watch the recording. But if you can only listen right now, that's totally fine too. I'm going to talk everything through and you can always go back and watch later. So I want to actually start by taking it back to a concept I talked about in my second episode, which is the idea of reflective transit tracking and reflective astrology. Typically what we do with transit tracking is we listen before the transits happen and we get a prediction about what may come up for us. And that is helpful for a lot of us. On the other hand, it leaves out a second piece that can be even more helpful in my opinion, which is looking at the transits after they've happened and reflecting on how they showed up. And I think that reflective practice is really useful for two reasons. First, it helps you recognize how the planet's energies are working in your life and that's how we become more adept and attuned to the astrology of the moment the other thing is it keeps you really in tune with yourself it helps you recognize where maybe you felt angry today or upset by something somebody said or maybe something that made you really happy that you weren't expecting it gives you greater clarity on what's going on internally for you and how that's related to your environment so with that in mind what we're going to do for this full moon forecast is actually go back to the new moon in the first quarter moon we're going to review the lunar cycle as a whole especially because a full moon is really about reflection anyway remember that a full moon is when the sun and moon are opposite and i'll even show you real quick this is the chart of the full moon see how the sun is up here and the moon is all the way across in leo that's why we see the moon in its fullness on a full moon because the moon is able to reflect the light of the sun 
So it's a great time for us to stop and reflect as well on how this lunar cycle has gone so far and what we should be grateful for at this particular moment in time. One more thing to say about a full moon that might really help drive home what that kind of energy is for. I talked maybe a month or so ago about how the sun and the moon really symbolize your inner desires, your soul's desires, and how you embody them or how they play out in the material world. So the sun represents our spirit and what our spirit is here to do is our core desire and it represents the plot line of your life. Whereas the moon represents the context, the environment of your life. And you can apply that in a lot of different ways. Like the context of my life is my body. It's also how I feel about things. So that's why the moon can represent your embodied state and your feelings. And it also represents the actual environment of your life too. Um, And what makes you feel safe and comfortable. So because a full moon is when the moon is reflecting the light of the sun, it's when we should reflect on how we are embodying what lights us up, what we are driving um, closer to, how we are manifesting what we're driven to do. And you can get more details about which part of your life is relevant at a particular full moon by looking at where it lands in your chart. For example, I'm a Libra rising, and so this full moon is happening in my 11th house of friends. And that's where I'm going to reflect this full moon on how my friendships and my allies are... uh, aligned with the kind of life I want to have and how that part of my life is working out right now. Okay, I hope that helps clarify a little bit more about how to work with full moon energy. Okay, so what we're looking at right now is the chart of the new moon. This is the new moon in Aquarius. You may recall that this new moon was approaching a conjunction to Saturn. Um, And you see Saturn there at 15 degrees Aquarius. There we go, 15 degrees Aquarius. And what this did was created a new moon that was very rooted in reality. What do I mean by that? Well, this is a Saturnian new moon. It's in the sign of Aquarius, which is ruled by Saturn. Anytime we want to get more depth on the flavor of a transit, we can look to the ruler of that sign. In traditional astrology, the ruler of Aquarius is Saturn. And guess what? Saturn is in Aquarius. Anytime a planet is at home, meaning in a sign that it rules, it is very comfortable. It's just like when you're at home or when I'm at home, uh, I'm comfy, right? (laughs) You're under blankets, you know where everything is, and that's how Saturn feels in Aquarius. Now, the sun, on the other hand, is not so comfy here because it's in the opposite sign of its home, uh, which is Leo. The sun rules Leo. So when the sun is in Aquarius, it's in a place where it does not know where all the stuff is, right? If you've ever been in a stranger's house before, 
it's a little awkward because you don't really know where stuff is. Maybe you don't know these people very well. Not sure what kind of situation that would warrant something like that, but you get what I'm saying, right? All this to say the new moon's flavor was very, let's build this thing. Because we've got, again, a very strong Saturn influence. And Saturn is all about making something material. It's about boundaries, structure, time, age. All, any or all of these topics could come up. And for you personally, this is going to hit differently depending on which um, house Aquarius occupies for you. So right around the time of the new moon, it was a very Saturnian vibe. We've got all these planets in Saturn ruled signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. And it is really speaking to laying the groundwork for something new. Yeah. And so that's how we started this new moon cycle. Then last week we had our first quarter moon. Now, if you were paying attention to Instagram, God, who, I hope you weren't paying attention to Instagram, but if you were, I talked a little bit about the other transit that happened right around this time, which was Mars trine Uranus. And you can see it right here, Mars at 10 degrees cap, trining Uranus at 11 degrees Taurus. So I mentioned that this is an Earth trine. Um, with a very strong Mars. Mars is in its exaltation in Capricorn, which just means it's a lot like what we said with um, planets in their home sign. Except Capricorn is not Mars's home sign, but it's a place where it feels extremely comfortable. So it'd be like you going to your best friend's house. You know where all the stuff is. You don't live there, but you're comfy there. You know where the blankets are. You probably can go get your own snacks and whatnot, right? And so that's how Mars feels in Capricorn. And this trine that the strong Mars and its exaltation is making to Uranus and Taurus is speaking to being able to innovate and get things done in an innovative way, um, especially in the material realm, because we're talking about a trine in Earth signs, like being able to have tangible results for something and being able to really get the job done. And this was amplified by the fact that it happened at the same time as the first quarter moon because the sun and the moon are squaring at a first quarter moon. And squares are uh, of the nature of Mars, first of all. They are like Mars in that they create tension. But it's the tension of growth. And so I always think about, when I think of um, squares, the little arrow on the Mars glyph. Because it's like we're shooting up, we're bursting through, and we're making something happen. And that energy was very prominent in the first quarter moon. So we had a new moon that was very solid, very Saturnian, very about structures and creating the foundation, the boundary for something to exist in, the container. And then in our first quarter moon, we have not only this um, emergence energy with Mars and Uranus, but Venus and Mercury are both direct now as well. So it's very much this forward momentum in our first quarter moon. And then on the 16th of February at roughly mm, 1056, it looks like central time, a.m., you've got your full moon. 
so let's take a look here. It's still very heavy with, heavy might be the wrong word. There's a lot of um, focus on the Saturnian signs. There's still a lot going on in Capricorn and Aquarius, which are both ruled by Saturn. But the first thing I noticed with this full moon chart is that Venus and Mars are conjunct. And I don't know off the top of my head how long that will go on. But I do remember when I was looking um, at the astrology for the year that this conjunction is going to last a very long time. Mars and Venus will be within a degree of each other for a while. That is very good for us. That That's a nice transit because what that's doing is bringing the quality of action and of moving forward that we get with Mars and pursuing our goals, our drive is being infused with the impulse to harmonize. So the parts of us that seek harmony and the parts of us that seek external action and making something manifest are working together. They're joining forces. So it's a very complementary conjunction and it's going to last a long time. And I also feel like it's speaking to the whole cycle, right? That we set the foundation up with the new moon and then we started really taking big steps forward with um, the first quarter moon. And now that we're at the full moon, we are ready to go. We are ready to keep moving. Things are harmonizing. Things are coming together. The sun is still in its detriment in Aquarius. But what's interesting is a, a Leo full moon means that the sun is in Aquarius and the moon is in the sun's home sign. So the sun is getting a little bit of its own power back from the moon because the moon is in the sun's sign. So if that's confusing, just suffice it to say that it's a it's a boon for the sun that the moon is in Leo. It's a good thing for the sun. So the only real aspects that are being made here are with the nodes. You've got the north and the south node at 26 degrees Taurus and Scorpio, respectively. And the nodes are making an aspect to Pluto. The south node is sextiling Pluto and the north node is trining Pluto. However, the north node is squaring the sun. So is the south node. However, both the nodes are squaring the sun and the moon. So let's take that one step at a time. When it comes to Pluto, we're talking about control. We're talking about power, uh, excavation, going deep, unearthing, transformation. These are Plutonian themes. And the nodes either increase or de decrease so the north node increases whatever it touches and the south node decreases whatever it touches with a sextile of the south node to pluto we're talking about getting some kind of assistance in letting go of something that we need to let go of and with the trine to the north node we're talking about it, it feels to me like an exchange like I have to let go of this one thing in order to 
receive the help of this other thing. We're letting go of something internally, especially with the South Node in Scorpio. Like we're going really deep um, on an inward excavation process in order to accept some kind of help, some kind of assistance um, in the material world. We're kind of working through something here. Now, as far as the nodes squaring the moon and the sun, I think it really just speaks to this push-pull that's going on with the nodes being highlighted at this time. So, and it's certainly related to whatever has been going on um, this entire lunar cycle. So think back to what you've been building, what has been coming up for you, what were you putting containers around, structures around at the time of the new year when the new moon was happening. Um, what came up last week that you were able to really make a lot of progress on? And then how is that speaking to what's happening around the full moon? I would even just like trace the journey of the lunar cycle. You can do this like on paper informally. And how has it built up to this point? What are you noticing now that you're being asked to sort of let go of uh, perhaps internally in order to accept some kind of help or something that will benefit you in the external world. And so that's kind of all there is to say about the aspects of the full moon as far as the basic inherent energy of the of this full moon. You know, with a full moon in Leo, we're talking about the sun's home and Leo's all about being bold and playful. We're in fixed signs, fixed air, and fixed fire. So it's about using our ideas to show off. <laughs> but uh, not just showing off for the sake of showing off, like showing our best, what we're really here to do. Uh, it feels like taking your ideas and presenting them to the world and really like allowing yourself to be seen and allowing your emotions to be seen because let's not forget that the moon is about our embodied state it is about our emotions it is about how we feel and how we receive and with the moon and leo we want to be well received by others it's this kind of interesting dichotomy because the moon is more of a yin luminary it is the yin luminary and it's in the sign of the sun that wants to be bold and expressive so it's definitely speaking to expressing our emotions expressing what we need and being well received in doing that so this is definitely a moment to reflect on what you need and really think about it because we do have the benefit of a strong Saturn so we're in a position where we can articulate our ideas in a concrete way and hopefully you know really be well received by others in sharing what we need and that takes us to the last quarter moon which is happening february 23rd at around 4 30 p.m central time so we'll be in pisces season by then which is super exciting hey what's up fellow pisces uh, you can see the moon is in Sag in the lunar cycle. We're in the phase where the energy is falling away. So we go from building up to a crescendo to the full moon. And once we hit the full moon, we're kind of going back down. 
which is not a bad thing. I think we're, we tend to hear those words and feel like that's a bad thing because we always want to be on the up, but that's not possible, right? It's not natural. That's not how the natural world works. So this is all good. It's not inherently bad, I guess I should say, that we're falling away here. It's a natural process. We need for things to fall away occasionally. Now, you can see, first of all, that Mars and Venus are still within a degree, like I said they would be, and they are in a sextile to Neptune. So here's the thing. Neptune is interesting. The thing with Neptune is you kind of never know what you're going to get. There's The whole vibe of Neptune is, is it real or is it not? It's very much about illusions, with an I, illusions, um, and oneness kind of like returning to the source right it's very mystical it's very transcendent it has to do with the ancestral waters and it can definitely be about escapism but let's look at the rest of this because it's in a sextile which is a helpful um, aspect to this mars venus conjunction which as we said is helpful in and of itself because it's unifying the desire, the drive, the motivation, and the desire to harmonize. So with the sextile to Neptune and Pisces, we are connected to the vision. We're very connected to the vision at this point. And Neptune is that vision, especially Neptune and Pisces. It's like, here's the blue sky rainbow dream I have for this thing that I'm doing. And I can see it. I can see it and I can do it. You feel like you can do it for real, for real, because of this Venus-Mars situation. Which is great, but again, Neptune can be deceiving. It can be deceitful. It can be illusory. It can be confusing. It can make us a little detached from reality. So I see this transit as mostly helpful because it's a sextile. So maybe that Neptunian vibe is giving us some inspiration to keep going. Uh, because as the energy is sort of like the lunar cycle energy anyways, at least sort of falling away, um, we might be a little impatient because we do, again, have this very strong Mars and we might be feeling like things are not happening as quickly as we'd like. So maybe this Neptunian uh, energy is going to help us remember the vision, which will help us stay the course but there's a chance that in remembering the vision that we get a little lost in it so just be careful at this time to stay grounded in what you're doing day to day lean into that um, really earthy really strong mars what do i need to do today to make progress and let the vision inspire you absolutely but don't let the vision overwhelm you and don't get lost in it we will also be coming off a sextile from Jupiter in Pisces to Uranus in Taurus. And we'll probably already have sort of felt the effects of that, but it will be happening going into the last quarter moon as well. So 
as you've heard, you know, Jupiter is at home in Pisces and it, it loves Pisces because it's able to see the full vision. Pisces is all about unity and being at one. It wants cohesion and that's what Jupiter is so good at is seeing the big picture and really uniting things. So we have that energy in a sextile with a helpful relationship to Uranus and Taurus, which we've also been hearing a lot about for a while. Um, but Uranus and Taurus wants to innovate the resources. It wants to blow up the structures and the systems and uh, make the best use of what we've got. So with these two energies supporting each other, we might be reorganizing. We might be seeing how to best use our resources in a new and innovative way in order to support that original vision that we've been working with all along. So especially with what we just talked about with Neptune and uh, Venus Mars working together as well, it feels like we are maybe even spring cleaning. We're like getting rid of some things we no longer need for our purposes. We're, um, it might be metaphorical spring cleaning as well. It might be letting go of some idea of how you're supposed to be doing the thing you're doing that's not working for you anymore. I do feel like because Saturn is still a very big influence in this energy that it is going to have at least a little bit to do with tangible things, with material things. But the big picture for this particular moment, allow the vision to help guide you, but don't get swept away in what could be. Because at the end of the day, all we have to work with is what's happening right now. And so the vision can inspire, but it can't, we can't do everything right now. So that's it. That's the forecast. And I hope that it helped you kind of reflect on what's happened so far and really orient you in how we got to this moment so that you're able to more thoroughly reflect on the full moon. You're able to really make deep sense of how it's shown up for you. And as we move into the second half of uh, the lunar cycle, you're able to let go of anything that doesn't support the vision that you don't need anymore. And um, you're able to make the best use of your resources. All right, y'all. See you later. Have a good one.